Hey everyone, welcome back to Cafe AK. I am A. And I am K. Two friends, or sometimes other guests, looking to share our perspective of random things in our lives. Why are we doing this? No idea. <laughs> well, stay tuned to find out. So are you close to a decision now or you actually have a decision? I'm still flipping, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is if I were to switch to a MacBook now, I'm going to be stuck in it for the next one as well. Oh, I have an idea. You should take that opportunity, pay a bit more, do a vlog, and 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 then show people your journey to move to from a from a Windows to an Apple and how it helped you both stay happy, also stay productive, and make money. Genius. Actually, why not consider a secondhand, like what, he went and sold his so your MacBook Pro, right? Yeah, yeah, I sold my MacBook Pro. I believe I bought uh, it so close to five thousand. I sold it for about two thousand six hundred five years later. Damn good. Ah, uh, so you could potentially consider buying a secondhand MacBook. And I believe Apple sells refurbished, or they don't. Ah, uh, in in Malaysia, resellers do have their demo units, no refurbished. Oh, so you can okay. purchase demo units. Very, but you can't find the M one. So you have to see, so right before uh, the M one was launched, I didn't even consider buying the MacBook Air, because I didn't think that the MacBook Air was good enough. And you're paying for something that that isn't that is. You know, with an Apple brand on it, they've had it for two years. They refreshed it in two thousand seventeen, two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen. So it looked newer, but it's still running on i three and i five. Even though it's eight gigabyte RAM, it's the experience is not good enough. It's I mean, if you're doing web browsing, whatever it is, right? So I've always advocated to go and start looking at the AMD version from Windows because that was a game changer for them. You're paying much less for a, a performance that is that is closer to the The next Intel chip, so I think it, if the whatever end is showing this Ryzen specs here is equivalent to an i7, and you have to pay a thousand ringgit more just to get similar specs on a you know a standard Intel chip. So yeah, I wasn't even considering it until the M1 came out, where they had their you know uh, Apple started building their first own silicon chip, right? And it's a completely different archi- architecture. And I was just checking the reviews, ah, uh, and everybody was saying that you're buying something that is. That could easily cost seven thousand before this, you know, if you buy a MacBook, and it has to be a MacBook Pro that is that is spec'd out. That's the that's the reason why lah. I, I decided to get it. Yeah, I didn't consider a second hand because um, I don't think <clears throat> the the cost of it is actually not. It's not like the, uh, the fact that it's second hand and the price you pay. Uh, it doesn't feel as though it's worth it for me. Probably because it's second hand, yeah. And and that difference, right? You might as well just get a new one. Yeah. That, that so you're saying thing. that it's okay? Is an is okay to consider a second hand Windows uh, Dell laptop example compared to a second hand MacBook? So I did take a look at a second hand um, Windows laptop, like you know the ones on was it Lazada or Shopee or Mega and all that. Mm. I mean, if you just compare on the specs, lah, you know, you just take it very sim- uh, simplified version, your your RAM, your processor, and all that, you can get 
like for 2k like um yeah you can get for 2k which is really really a lot cheaper and I don't think you could ever get that for a second hand mm. uh, MacBook. So, yeah, no, very old, five years old. <laughs> Not too far from your current. <laughs> you know, it, it will still work fine. Uh, don't get me wrong, it will still work fine. <laughs> I was considering a second hand Windows laptop. But mm. um, I'll be a bit cautious because uh, like, this one is. It can't even support, you know, too many yeah, apps yeah. to be downloaded. It, it would take quite a while, actually. I can actually, even the, what do you call it, like, so my Google Notes and, and the Google Word and all that, right? It takes a while yeah. to, that's a lag, as I type. And it loses the whole reason not to get a Dell, which is the after-sales support. This is after, after the support. <laughs> this is beyond that, really. So you're paying something that is all on you. You have to manage it yourself. If it dies, it dies. Or you have to take to a a repair store. I don't know whether Dell will still even support it, you know, after that. Um, but to be fair, right, this seven-year-old notebook, I don't think I paid more than 3 k for it. I actually got a very cheap one. Even mm. though it was brand new. Yeah. Okay. Mm. It probably weighs like a brick, huh? Um... It's okay, you know. Exercise while I carry it around. Okay. Yeah. I think the consensus here is if it's a Windows, you should buy a Dell. And then go with the four-year premium support. Yeah. Mm. Very likely leaning towards that. I shall just keep comparing the prices tonight. Flip the coin. <laughs> I can sell you my MacBook. No, I don't want. <laughs> how much are you selling it for? I have no idea. I just came up with that. I will probably go back and look at, okay, how much is a MacBook Pro price? It's like, how much do I need to top up to go get something in the next, in the next scale? <laughs> yeah. But when I buy a laptop, I think I'm looking at a lifespan of three years. Uh, I'll keep switching. I mean, if I'm really using it, right, really utilizing it, I don't think that um, the technology will will be as relevant at three years from there. I'm sure K will be the same. Okay. Mine is hopefully four years lah. You can stretch a bit. Five years then. Alright. Yours. I think I made two more years left. It's two two more years then before. Two more years to go. But you also have to think about it. If you're gonna sell it, if you're not gonna pass this on to someone else, if you want to sell it, you should sell it before the warranty ends. Then your value, you know, you can still at least uh, maintain a certain uh, resale price. But there's also the part about changing everything, right? Like you need to get a new laptop. I'm so comfortable with this. It works well. Everything's working fine. If I get a new one, then I need to relearn the whole thing. Why not delay it for as long as possible as well? <laughs> right. Unless this podcast yeah. becomes something big, then you need something that's more powerful. I didn't know. But so far, we've been editing with, with my current laptop. It's been working fine. Lah, so... Unless we suddenly start putting in a lot of uh, visual effects or something oh, yeah. in a podcast, I I don't know. Go from this but to a video. Just, uh, then I need to reconsider a lot of things. Yeah. Like. No, it probably won't be a laptop already. At that time, you will actually have a proper rig. Actually, it depends, you know. If you're just doing YouTube, 
videos and things like that. I don't think you need like a full on unless you're going like super professional and you want to do like oh, but think about it right you 8k video for you to do a 4k video and do it well they say this m1 macbook uh, air is good in it can 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 uh, you can use it if not you can spec it out to a macbook pro but you're spending a lot more money spending half of that money with a desktop right you get as good or not better uh better specs out of it that's why that's the whole whole reason uh. so you can maybe spend 4000 ringgit but still get something that's that's probably best in class Okay. Hence, gamers all with their desktop, because the same the same type of uh, setup on a laptop will be too expensive. Because the idea of yeah, a laptop yeah, is yeah. portability, right? You can't don't buy a laptop and it's, it's you know like a brick. <laughs> it defeats the purpose. I think it's fine, lah. Even if it's big and heavy, as long as you can move it around. But it, I guess you don't move it as frequently as. A person who's carrying an ultra portable lah, but if it's heavy, then it's fine, right? Like my previous laptop also was, even though it was eleven inch, it's it was quite heavy yeah. lah. It's I think like three triple the weight of my current laptop lah. I would say yeah, yeah. So so it's like four or five kilos lah, at least. Mm. Four yeah. or five. Okay, that's yeah. That's definitely triple. So I was checking yeah. the, the Inspira now. So you're paying slightly less uh, for a heavier one. It's still about one point five kgs, I think. Yeah. Then the Ultra books are closer to one one kilo. I mean, five hundred grams. <laughs> I think you can handle it, lah. Right now, nah. But you're talking about specking it up because you won't be able to find something at that size, ah, huh, that can support uh, your high. Processing power, lah. That's why I say. Cause like, if you spec out yours, it's a maximum sixteen gigabyte, maybe. Not more slots really to try and improve the improve the RAM. I think you can go yeah, maybe thirty two lah most. Yeah, so. and then you have the entire cooling thing that we forget, right? For all you in- increase the whole processing thing, means it will overheat because it's running more. Then you're gonna start buying ice and putting it below the laptop. But you gotta have a really good reason for specking up, really, lah. And that's why, I always go back to the thing about, what's what are you buying this for? If really this podcast goes into the next level and we start doing YouTube and all that, then I guess we're making good money out of it, lah. <laughs> then we can afford, <laughs> afford a better setup, right? Oh, you mean the business can then be? Then yeah, the business will be used to support the new purchase, lah. But I don't think forecasting like that. Is healthy. <laughs> That's the reason why you go to school. <laughs> That's the reason why you got a degree. You want to your forecasting success. You want to get there. That's why if you don't sit down and look at the future and think that you want something, then you probably sit at home, and you're probably okay, la, you're enough, probably la, living la, your dream. Fair enough, la, fair enough. La. Yeah, yeah, I see your point also, in the sense that if you're so so true about like you're so passionate about this goal, yeah. you're so sure to get it. So you should just invest all the way in the most powerful laptop or desktop because you know you will get it in the end, right? Yeah, no lie, I think. <laughs> I see. So, and what's your decision now after the last part? Are you going to get a MacBook Pro M1 or? She's just she's going to say she's going to build her own desktop. Screw everything. <laughs> Maintain the price, but get better specs. <laughs> 
I I have a feeling I'll very likely go with the Inspiron 14. Yeah. That for your for your support is it's good. Yeah. Because once you go into MacBook, I really don't think I will be able to get out of the ecosystem. And it's costly to continue in an Apple ecosystem. Once you get stuck in an Apple product, gone. That's, that's it. it. There goes your life. Yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, people are gonna hate me now. It's not. It's not. It's not cheap, but their products are great. I mean, I like them. You know, they're very convenient, and I can't believe I would pay six hundred ringgit for a pair of uh, AirPods, but. It was so convenient and so smooth and so seamless. That's the thing. Like before, before having the AirPods, like you likely don't want to put on a headphones as well. But when you had an AirPod, like that was almost like the the default option. Yeah, because before yeah, that, I actually um, bought a, I think one of those Bluetooth. Um, yeah, those Bluetooth. Uh, what do you call it? Those in ear. Yeah. Yeah. Wireless. Yeah, headphones. wireless headphones, right? So that was about about hundred and fifty ringgit, and I thought like, hey, great, man, it, it's it's fine. But then came the charging, and then you know, having to switch or toggle, right, to to go into your settings to actually uh, make sure that it's latched on on Bluetooth. Yeah, but with the AirPods, it doesn't. You pop it into your ear, and it's beep, and you know you're connected. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing. So your money travels further, like if you actually go based on the utilization rate, right? Because you use it more often yeah. than buying something that's not correct, correct. So because another, yeah, okay. I use it more often because it's more convenient as well. Yeah, that's the thing. Because I remember when I before before owning an AirPods, whenever I watch something, I was just. I wouldn't take a ear earphone to try and plug in and listen. Everybody around me can will have to listen. <laughs> I don't really care too much. But with well, when I actually own one, uh, I always it's like by default. Anything I I listen, I just put that on. So that's the thing about Apple. Like every series we talk about Apple, <laughs> some emphasis on it. Because you go make it close in the environment. It's like Apple against the rest. The rest are always on the open software. But the the AirPods, right? The entry level one, the price didn't drop, huh? It's still yeah, they, uh, they hold. Oh yeah, now I remember. You can use your AirPods if you have your Mac. And now that's the thing. Now I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe the MacBook. Maybe. <laughs> It's supposed to be seamless. It's been good for me, but it's not hundred percent, hundred percent effective. So, oh. if you have your phone and your laptop, right, for your Mac, for example, it's supposed to know when you're switching here, and then it'll play on the other device. So it transfers seamlessly. You don't have to always click a button and manually, you know, uh, uh, disconnect and connect to the next device. It's it's a hit and miss for me. It, it works most of the time. But sometimes you just don't want it to work, but it's still switching. So while you're talking on the phone here, you have something playing on your. As you imagine, you are you are listening to a webinar because you're forced to do it for your online learning course. So you have it on on your laptop on mute or whatever it is, and you're on your phone listening to something more important. Then you turn around and then it switches to this, and then this goes on speaker, and everybody can hear. Yeah, 
So sometimes it works too well. You just want to disconnect the thing. So my Bluetooth or my laptop, I'll just disconnect so that it doesn't switch between the two devices. So you can have that as well. Oh, okay. But yeah, since you brought that up, yeah, you have the AirPods as well to consider. Tough, tough. Yeah. It's like a 1,000 ringgit difference, eh? Mm. Mm. No, like, because 1,000 ringgit, now, then you do a 12 month. Uh, yeah. Zero percent. And doesn't believe in installment, that's the thing. Oh, that's, in, oh that's, that's so interesting. I'd like to know why. How does installment <laughs> help, right? I mean, because the, the, the amount is so low. So I know like you can put uh, you know notebooks on installments. So even for women, right, they sign up for facial packages and all that. And those are quite expensive. They go on installments. Yeah. But what's yeah. the I'm trying to figure out like, right? Because the value of the notebook is like say 5k, 6k. What's the benefit of it? So let's just say if you do have that cash up front, why would you want to go on installment? Alright, okay, I, I can answer this. <laughs> okay, so the idea when I say installment is a 0% installment plan, right? So they usually do it over 12 months or 24 months by 0%. So the idea is that even though, and you must be disciplined like in that sense, you shouldn't just think that, oh, I, I only need to pay, instead of paying 1200 I can just pay 100 bucks every month, so I can spend 1200 every month. Like, that has to be a discipline like, to a certain extent. But let's say for your case, you know that you have um 4k to buy the laptop right and you have the option of whether buying uh, upfront putting in the 4k or paying it monthly over the 12 months but zero percent installment so you could effectively pay the 400 first keep the 3600 and put it in the fd or invest it somewhere and earn an interest over time and still pay 400 every month so you're drawing down from that um lump sum amount that you put aside lah. So that's kind of the benefit. That's how I see a lot of my purchases. So I don't see it as, oh, there's this option. So I'm going to throw my money everywhere and start spending like crazy. Lah. So that, there needs to be that discipline as well. So that's why I always like to hear people's thoughts on this installment plan. Lah, because some people um, don't like it. Like me, I, I love it. Because whenever I see this option, I straight away go for it. I don't even think twice. If I'm buying something, I know I want to buy it. And I have that option, I'll just go for it. I won't even think. I won't even think. But it's something I want to buy. Like, it's not like if I want to spend 3k, then oh, it's now I know there's 24 month installment or 12 month installment, so I can spend another 2k out of it. I, I try not to do that. Like. Although sometimes I tend to spend a few hundred and get more. Like, for example, the chair I bought on installment, like 18 month installment, so that kind of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's like more on the premise that whatever you are, you did not spend up front, you are investing it in something, right? Which would generate. That's, that's the rationale behind it, lah, yeah. But I don't think uh, this facility is provided by the credit card companies to be nice to us. I think it's definitely to encourage spending. Lah. I feel it's to encourage spending, but it can be used for people's benefits. Lah. But yeah, I, I like to hear more. Okay, on I believe kind of that things, uh, the credit card was hoping that people won't be like us where we are sticking to the installment plan and paying on time. <laughs> they want to charge the interest. <laughs> but, right, right, but you're right. right. I, this, this I do thing. the exact same thing as K. I mean, if, if you are proactive enough, you're keeping the money, right? 5,000 ringgit is a lot. 
if I put in my ASB account and I pay every month, that's you know at least I can get back you know, that six seven percent. And and remember that the credit actually reduced lah. So if you have a credit limit, yeah. it still eats up the credit limit yep. at that full amount. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. So even though you're drawing down the credit over time through your monthly installments. Yeah. So in that case, what you mean is that if you have a twenty thousand credit, which is okay, let's reduce it ten thousand credit, and you put a five thousand ringgit on that, yeah. your credit, yeah, you will actually reduce. Then you only have five thousand left. So every time you pay, it yes. will increase. So at least your budget, you know, already that it, you cannot go above and beyond that that amount. Yeah. But I do have the alternate as well. In my case, it's like, oh, I'm going to spend a thousand ringgit a month. So in, in a year, I'll spend twelve thousand ringgit to set up my productivity. So do I? Do I have twelve thousand now? Maybe. But do I want to fork out all the money to buy everything, right? In that time, or if I don't have, if I only have like to say two, three thousand a month, do I want to stretch the whole year to to own something that you know? I okay, I start with a chair now, then I buy a table a month later. Why not have everything in the first month, right? Stretch the stretch my my use there because you never know when you're gonna leave the world. Yeah, so thousand ringgit a month. Then I make sure that I whack it lah. Twelve months, twenty four months installment. I put everything on it. It goes back similarly. There has to be certain discipline. You cannot spend, or I do not believe you. You should spend more than your means. Like if you can only spend this much, you shouldn't use a credit card to compensate for the difference. I don't believe in paying the interest on the credit card. But any time when there's zero percent installment, I'm all for it. And I go for the longest possible. You go, and I'm not shy to ask the. <laughs> Any retailer, because zero percent is normal. I do this as well. Then I ask them, Amex are there? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is after asking for discount, yeah. trying to negotiate the price, everything. Then say, "Hey, got twenty four months, twelve months." Uh. But they are getting smarter. Some of the stores, when you go there, they say, "Yeah, we have, we have twelve months or twenty four months, but it's purchase we purchase." So they force you to buy something on top of the the base product that you buy. Oh, so I know. Okay. Uh, oh, either machines or Mac City, one of these, right? They, you buy a laptop, they force you to buy a, a Apple, a MacBook, or what they call the Apple Care that that extends your warranty. So, so they do that, and then then only they allow you to to get the uh, installment. Again, that is a that is their own uh, business policy. I'm pretty sure it's not the policy of the credit cards agreement with them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, my MacBook is on a 12 month installment, and. I'm still paying for it. Still happy. <laughs> so did we change your mind on <laughs> installment plans? Uh, still thinking. But do you, when you spend, do you usually use cash or credit card or debit card? What's your mode of payment? Uh, default mode of payment. Credit for credit. anything. Always, credit to you. Usually okay. credit. I try not to handle cash. You know, COVID. Is it due to COVID or other reasons? I I try not to handle cash, and uh, sometimes I like to use uh, the e-wallets as well, so that I don't have to handle cash, especially the past one and a half years. Okay, I think I think then our advice will go a long way. <laughs> if you if you're a cash person, then no, there's really there's no changing uh-huh. that. But what are your thoughts on this installment plan now? Like, is it something you would consider, or is it like? You still need to take some time and digest this concept. I think installment plans. <laughs> I think that the old concept would be very traditional, right? You just don't want to owe anybody any money, right? 
right? Whatever you have, you just want to pay up front and like, move on with your life, right? Um, I think that that installment tends to give um, a, a feeling of you're still owing money, uh, mm. uh, and, and that's not great. But I think you're right because if if that cash is being invested and it's generating some form of interest, dividends, I would do that. I don't see a I don't see a reason not to. To look at it that way. Okay. I'm trying to look for people who still disagree, lah. That's why. Oops. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm so easily convinced. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um. Anyway, I think all this will be edited out, like nothing to do with uh, <laughs> buying a laptop. Hey, it so. is like this because you think about it, lah. <laughs> if you talk about a laptop that's five thousand, even you just see the the Dell Inspiron, if you can add another five hundred ringgit on top of that. The way I would sell it is that if you do an installment, there's only fifty ringgit extra every month, and you get something that is I don't know like double the RAM or double the speed. Would you do that or not? That's another thing that I would that you oh. could argue. That, that's the thing that where the installment does ah uh, because it it breaks down the payment that you don't feel the uh, uh, the, the the spent as much as you would because you go from a five thousand from five thousand to five hundred. There's ten percent more. There's five hundred ringgit more. That's an airport, <laughs> right? So this is the thing. Will you do that? And then what would happen is you break down your payments uh, over the course of sorry, I'm saying six hundred easier to calculate, so fifty ringgit a a month. So yeah, that's another thing that we we'll consider. So right, and and I always fall to, in, into that trap lah. <laughs> It's like hmm, fifty ringgit more every month. Yeah, can. That's roti canai. That's bubble tea. <laughs> win, so win. you never do that less. You never do that less roti canai, less bubble tea, right? <laughs> I I tell myself that lah. That's it. Yeah, but when you're when you're buying, you say that lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After that, like, after one week, I can afford it, right? It's okay. Yeah, and you forget that that was something you tried to compromise. Yeah, you f- you forgot what you compromised. Maybe the first week after that, you just buy everything as normal. Because I think that one that long term compromise it takes a lot of discipline. Yeah, rather than just the initial, mm. you know, like like what you say. Okay lah, so let's try to wrap this up. So should we have like some concluding arguments for the MacBook Air and the laptop Windows uh, version as well? Della. And then uh, <laughs> Anne can share what's her where where she is like at this point. Okay. Thinking. Thinking. There I can go ahead. I would choose happiness. Life is too short. I mean, through this pandemic, you know, already, you never know what's going to happen. You should spend the money, even if it's a few hundred ringgit more, to ensure that you're happy. Buy happiness. Choose the MacBook Air. And also, then have to start doing a, a, a vlog, <laughs> show people how you transition from a Windows to a Mac, <laughs> to make money out of it too. Win-win. I in my case. Thank you. I think I would say that um, happiness comes with a price, lah. I would go more towards uh, functionality and stability, and I'm not saying the MacBook is not stable and not functional, but it comes at a cost. And if you're willing to do that, then I would say go for it, lah. And if you're in the Apple ecosystem, it's definitely something worth considering as well, because there's that integration. That's I must admit, Apple does it very well. 
and if you're willing to just stretch a few hundred ringgit more, plus the consideration of an instalment plan, <coughs> you can consider Apple, but else, I would say for functionality, for the premium support, I would still go with the Dell. Lah. So, and where where you where do you stand now in terms of uh your next seven years of laptop usage? I'm still considering. I think for me, um, that um, upfront price point it's still a big factor, even though it's um uh, it's one thousand ringgit difference. Um, but you really can't beat that Apple experience, huh? That seamlessness, and I guess the positive, the pros for Apple is perhaps the resale value could be a lot better. In events, yeah. But then again, I still have to think about it because it's just quite a huge difference. Yeah. Uh, not quite sure where I'm going to. Well, I I I think my Asian genes will take over, and I would be more practical and more prudent with money. So it's possible that it will be an instrument. Really haven't decided. But thanks for all the inputs from a happiness guru and from a practical guru. <laughs> okay, great, great, great. Um, so yeah, I guess once you've decided, we can uh, have another episode to go through how you decided. Or maybe you're doing the vlog if you chose to get the MacBook Air, then we know yeah. how you decided. That could be the best intro. It's like, oh, guys, what's up? <laughs> oh, for all you know, I'll still stick to my seven-year-old laptop because that wouldn't cost any money at all. Thank you for joining us this week. Please subscribe if you haven't. Why would anyone subscribe to us? No idea. <laughs> <laughs>